Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. This is the fourth episode and this is not going to be anything psychological today. Maybe just, you know, <laughs> just as usual. Like when I do something, like when I create something, it's usually like very deep and uh, there is always a hidden meaning or I'm not hiding anything. I'm just talking about it straight away. But today I brought you something hopefully fun and something which you can identify yourself with because I want to tell you all about my jobs, how I got jobs in my life, how I had the energy or the courage to say no and to quit to all of them. Maybe not all of them because right now I'm stick to something and I love it. But let's not jump forward Let me just start in the beginning and also I would like to thank you guys for being here and for listening to my podcast because it's fun to make it for you and yeah, I love creating and I'm very happy and Christmas is coming so I hope you guys that you are still healthy and you are home with your loved ones, you don't feel alone. Yeah, if you do, then just come listen to my podcast and hopefully at the end of this episode, you're going to have the feeling that you're happier. So, when I was 18, no, I want to tell you guys the backstory first. I didn't grow up in a very wealthy family, or to be more specific, I grew up in a very poor family. We didn't have much money and... There was something in me which was very, you know, like, I I just wanted to drive myself. I just wanted to go forward. And I had this drive in me and I knew that I want to make a change in my life and then maybe in the world later. And that's what I'm still trying to do. But when I was 18 and I had the ability and the capacity to start working, I decided to apply student job, super easy. I was a cashier in a small town in Hungary, Papa, it's called. That's where I grew up. And I think I spent like three weeks at that job because it was horrible. But it was fun to start my, you know, work life. So it was a horrible experience because I think my hourly wage was like a euro yeah one euro so like 400 forints max after taxes and uh, it was a huge responsibility you know because people were paying and I was their cashier in a supermarket What I remember the most is that people told me that I am a very smiley and very positive person. And back then, you know, guys, like I had so many problems with myself, at home with my family. So there was a lot of things going on, but I still had the feeling that, yeah, I I enjoy working. And that's a beautiful feeling, I think. If you find in life that you enjoy working, I think that's just amazing. And once again, this was like a three week job. I absolutely hated it because I was humiliated. So as much as I was praised by the customers, um, yeah, as much as I, as much I was uh, criticized and 
yeah, humiliated because my manager, I think it was a woman, like very miserable. She was very negative. Everything, everybody was so negative, very toxic. And uh, they told me, or my manager told me that there was, I think, 10,000 forints missing. Uh, so I miscounted something when the customers paid. And I knew exactly that this was not true because I, I just knew, you know. I, I heard these horror stories that students always have to pay because, you know, it's their lesson learned. It was a huge lesson learned. Uh, so much so that I decided to quit after like two, three weeks. And I went back to the student hostel completely, you know, like I was humiliated. I felt bad because I needed to pay from my own pocket these 30 euros, these 10,000 forints, which was, as you can count it, I didn't even earn that much in like two, three days. So I was working for nothing, basically for two, three days. And I knew that it was not my place. Like, come on. Who wants to work on a place like that where they are uh, humiliated and lied to? So I went back to the student hostel. I remember this was a Friday, 2011 we are talking about. Maybe it was like January, February, beginning of the year. And uh, I knew that I need to start working, but not in Hungary. And since I had already been speaking German for more than 12 years, I decided to check German-speaking jobs in Germany. That's when I found a website which was advertising au pair jobs. An au pair is a person who is taking care of children in a different foreign in a foreign country, in a different country, and the person is basically part of the family because the person lives with the family and yeah, this person takes care of the children or child. I only had one child, a five-year-old. He was amazing. I loved him. I loved my family. But I was very lucky. Also, I was very hardworking because you needed to write. I was 18, as I said. You needed to write an application. You needed to write a CV. Who are you? Why should the family choose you? So it was, lo it was a lot of work to put in to this application. But... If you bring with yourself something uh, from this episode, please, guys, take this with yourself. Do the job before the actual job. Because if you do your homework, if you put your heart in something and your energy, then it's going to come back to you. Also, like in another way, if you don't care about it and you just write something, you're probably not going to get the job. Or even if you get it, you're you're going to hate the job or the job is going to uh, reject you or they are going to fire you. So I would just recommend if you find something and you want to change your life as I did, then just go for it, but full. Okay, with your full heart, not just like, okay, I'm going to do something. No, if you do that, then do it fucking right. That's my motto. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be, you know, like soft anymore because I am a very hardworking person and I know that I was hurt a lot of times because of my motivation, my enthusiasm. Well, anyone who criticizes me because of my motivation or enthusiasm, they should be ashamed of themselves because I reached everything in my life because I don't do half jobs. And this was exactly the case with this au pair job. A lot of family rejected me. 
A lot of families rejected me because I was a man. This was very common in 2011, like 12 years ago, because obviously families didn't want a male au pair taking care of young children or young girls. And I understand that, like prejudices in the world. Yeah, maybe I also wouldn't choose a, a man, a young man, without experience with children to take care of my baby girl or my baby boy. I wouldn't do that. But this family was amazing and they contacted me on my 19th birthday. It was so funny because I knew that life starts giving me back. As I said, I didn't grow up easily. I had lots of difficulties in my life. But once I put the work, I put the hard work in my life and I started to, you know, like appreciating things. I I started to appreciate things. I started to receive back. So on my 19th birthday, a family contacted me from South Germany that they want to have me as their au pair. And basically, and long story short, I received a job. I went uh, to Germany. It was very fun because... I didn't have much money, as I said before, but I got scholarship from my school for being a good student. And it was like 15 euros, 5,000 forints back then. 15 euros per month. And for four months, I received this scholarship and, or maybe I, I received it for one, two years. I don't remember exactly. But from these four months, like 20,000 forints, or something like that, maybe, yeah, 60 euros or something, I bought my bus ticket, was it bus? Yeah, it was a bus ticket to Stuttgart, Stuttgart, Germany, where I met my family. And I know this is a huge and a very risky move because the family could have kidnapped me. This could have all been fake, but I went for it. And the scary part is, guys, and please don't do this after me, because, yeah, I don't want you to get hurt or anything. I was very lucky, and somebody really is taking care of me, I hope. But back then, it was definitely like somebody from above held my hand, and I will forever be grateful for that, because I remember that the family was welcoming me with open heart, open hands and with an open heart. They were amazing, they were not fake. They included me from moment one. I met my au pair kid who was amazing, like a very, very sweet child. And yeah, basically two and a half months we started to work together. I was sometimes ironing clothes. I was preparing breakfast and mostly I was playing with the guy, with the young child. And we went to the playground, we went to the swimming pool. We went to the library. I was learning a lot because everything was in German. So I could finally use everything I had learned before. But at the same time, I also needed to relearn a lot of things like pronunciation. In German, I'm talking about German now. So it was just an amazing experience. But uh, just to finish that storyline, because uh, it's, it's very important, guys, that you make a validity check. 
This was not an agency, this was just a random website, so please go with an agency if you want to become au pairs. Because you don't want to be in a foreign country lost without parents, without friends, without anyone, and maybe you have no idea what to do, because it all can be a scam. Please be sure, please make sure that it's not a scam and the job is valid and they are going to be waiting for you just like they did it for me. I am a very um, brave person, so to say. Yeah, I can say that out loud. I'm a very brave, brave person. I take bold choices, not just in acting, in real life. If an opportunity comes up, I am moving. I am moving thousands of kilometers just because of a job or an opportunity and I still haven't regretted anything like that, like moving around. But it could have been dangerous. So please guys, validity check. Is it a real company? Are people going to wait for me or is it just a scam? Since uh, 2011, I haven't stopped working. And what I wanted to say with this whole au pair job is that it gave me so much self-confidence that a family just said, Martin, we trust you enough. We would like you to take care of, of our child and give you the opportunity to earn money. It was not a lot of money, but I didn't need to pay for accommodation or food. I am not going to lie to you guys. My actual salary was 260 euros and you can say oh my god that's nothing but it was a lot back then i was 19 that was my first real salary 260 euros again but accommodation was involved included uh food was included and german course was included and my life changed so instead of being greedy in the beginning and wanting the big money I went slow and I went clever and that's how I started to build up my life because I had lots of free time like the family came home after I finished my job and they were like yeah Martin you're free now you can do with your time whatever you want to so that's when uh, we went to a restaurant at the nearby uh, city or town it, it's like a it was a very small community, small towns, small German towns in, in the south of Germany. And yeah, I decided to become a waiter <laughs> just on the side <laughs> because I was like, I have more energy and it would be nice to serve people and it would be nice to do that in German. I didn't have like zero experience in tourism and gastronomy, so I didn't know what to do, but I learned. I learned a lot and not just at the age of 19, also the following year I came back or I went back to Germany, to South Germany and I worked as a waiter in a restaurant. And what was really amazing that I made enough contacts that I didn't need to pay for accommodation, people just offered me a room. They just told me and thank you once again for this, Simon, Timon. You guys are amazing. Your families are amazing. I am forever grateful that you just welcomed a stranger into your home. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. 
But yeah, I wouldn't be here today if you guys hadn't done those things for me. So I, I'm, I'm just really, Timon, Simon, I love you guys forever. And I will always be grateful for everything you had done for me. Because this way I could save a lot of money for university. And I met a lot of people. And what's funny is, back then I earned like 7 euros per hour. But still it was amazing. Like, oh my god, I was 20, 21. And uh, my tips were actually more than my actual weekly salary or weekly wage. It was very funny. It was a lot of uh, Swiss customers, like lots of Swiss guests from Basel. And uh, yeah, they just tipped me because they saw that I was a very positive waiter and I loved serving people. So again, very good lesson. I loved it. But then I decided to come back to Germany after you know, I started university, but uh, in, during the summer I had so much free time that I didn't want to stay in Hungary and earn, you know, like, I don't know, three euros per hour. I wanted to continue, you know, not with like seven euros per hour, but with more, with 10 euros, 15, maybe 20. But it was still 2013. And it was like a very dark time in my life because that's when I went to this talent show and yeah, they kind of played with me and I was stupid enough to play along. So yeah, after that I was like, I'm going to Germany again, same city. And I worked as a gardener where I earned, yeah, I think back then it was like eight euros or nine euros per hour, but I was working like with my body, with my hands. So it was a physical job. It was a blue color job. And I loved it because, you know, I, I was basically working out and uh, one of my colleagues was deaf. The other colleague of mine couldn't walk properly. So I started to develop this whole, you know, empathetic skills, you know, like my, I think my empathy grew a lot back then because these people were super nice and I could, you know, they, they were supporting me in my dream. I was with them for like two months and yeah, it, it, it was great because I started to develop these things that not everybody went to university, not everybody uh, studied for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, but people are still amazing creatures and it doesn't depend on their education. It really depends on their personality and their experiences. So I, I, I learned a lot, but obviously this was just a summer job. And when I went back to Budapest, to Hungary, I worked as a sales promoter during university months and years. No, it, it was actually, I think, just one year. And the salary was really bad. I needed to basically go to these stores and you know, sell, I think it was cameras or mobile phones. I think it, they were cameras. Anyway, I needed to sell a product. Some of the people told me like, yeah, I'm very good at it, but I'm not a pushy person. I don't like pushing things which, which I don't own. It's, it's completely different when I'm talking about my book because it's something I created, but I couldn't fully, you know, like dedicate myself to something which, which was not my product. And I was like, of course I can sell this camera, but I'm not even interested in this job. I'm only doing this job because I need the money. 
So <laughs> it was absolutely like a need to to do that job. And yeah, I was 21, 22 when I did it. And I think that was the only year because soon enough, uh, it was summer again. And I went back to Germany and I worked in a factory, which was, wow, such a huge challenge. Because my boss was a Russian man, very strict. And I liked him. Once again, he was very strict. He had a lot of expectations. But at the same time, I was 22, 23, and it was a lot of pressure. And he obviously looked down on me. And in this company or in this factory, there were basically no German people. So everybody was, you know, like a migrant. Everybody came from different countries and I had the feeling that no one was really appreciated. Everybody was just feeling depressed or pressured. And, you know, yeah, we were not uh, very much appreciated or, or respected. So that took a toll on me. And I, I was very often depressed. But at the same time, I earned great. I think that was like 10 euros per hour. I mean, back then it was a lot of money for me. Right now, it wouldn't be enough to, you know, have a have that life which I had always dreamed of. But anyway, we are still in like 2014-15. And uh, I, I remember working in this warehouse where it was like 2 degrees, 3 degrees. So I always needed to wear super like thick clothes and winter jackets. And I needed to count, you know, with a machine, like... I'm not going to talk about the job itself. It was a very monotonous, very boring job. But my colleagues were amazing. There was even a Hungarian guy who just got promoted, uh, I think, the following year. And I was very proud of him because he really put the work in it. And then he became the manager and he really deserved it. That job was also teaching me a lot. And just because people didn't have an education or maybe not even like a GCSE exam or like a Matura exam or Abitur in German, we say, or Reifeprüfung, people were still empathetic. People were still nice and people still had feelings. There were misunderstanding because there were some people who were like, yeah, this is the way I see life and that's the only right way. And I was counting the days back. So guys, there, still South Germany, uh, Swiss-German border, I still had the feeling that, what the hell am I doing here? And then I needed to remember, Martin, you are here for the money. You really need to earn your money now during the summer. You shouldn't have parties, because if you are working now, you're going to have enough money to fully focus on your studies and to become someone and save money and to be able to use that money which you save from the summer than just working uh, besides studying like crazy which I actually did 2014 and now I'm coming to the good part I got my first teaching job and I was very proud of this because I got paid for something I started to study my first group was a German, yeah, German C1, so advanced level group uh, at a very 
big company, so that was a huge responsibility. But I want to tell you guys how I got this job. It was a very, it was a very random moment because I was checking in my bed. It was at the dormitory after a long day at university, like jobs, in a Facebook group, and somebody just posted. Something like, hey, we are a language school in the heart of Budapest and we are looking for German teachers. Obviously, right away, five minutes later, I sent my CV and I got this email reply. And this girl or woman invited me to this language school where I had this interview. And I was so, you know, like, guys, and this is the detail. It's very important that you know this. I prepare for the interview. I put the work in it again. I ironed my shirt. I knew that I wanted to look good in their eyes. I wanted them to see that I want to have this job. I didn't just go there like, hey, this is Martin. This is me. I'm a good person. I'm studying. Take me. No. They needed me, but I needed them as well. And they knew it. So I got the job. Very, very happy. I was finally feeling that I'm on the good path and I never needed to go back go back to those jobs which I only did it out of necessity and so that I can get money. So at this company I started to earn better or not company language school and then they saw how much I was growing, how much I loved uh, the whole school and teaching and I'm going to turn to the business side right now. People don't know this side of me but I want to talk about this because I I, I would be just lying, you know, if I didn't talk about this part. So, obviously, the school saw that students loved me, that I brought more students to the school, that I was bringing good energy into the classroom. I was a young teacher, of course, they wanted me to stay there, and they offered me more. They offered me exams. They told me that, yeah, Martin, you could do this, you could do that, you could also, like, have another... A class, another C1, a B1, A1, you know, like different levels. And then somehow I had the feeling that it's where I belong. And the school really appreciated me. And then another school came along where I was teaching again. They appreciated me even more. So I had a contract with another school. So I started to do these teaching gigs, uh, you know, like courses language exam preparing courses or just a general course after work like when people finish their work their nine to five jobs they just came to the language school and I was teaching them amazing time lots of appreciation more money I finally uh, could move out of the dormitory and have a room in the heart of Budapest again with one of my best friends back then. So it, it was just a great time. Like people started to respect me, appreciate me. I started to respect myself. I started to love myself for who I was. But I was not completely happy. So I started to apply to acting gigs. But at the same time, back then I was like, yeah, Martin, but you're not studying acting. How could you become big in acting? So this was the time when I was like 20... 3, 24, 25, 26, when I started to realize that, yeah, I can make money and I am making money with teaching. I started, I think, with like 15 euros per hour and then I went up to 25 when I was living in, still in Hungary. So I think my highest hourly rate was 25 euros back then. 
and since then obviously it had to grow because I moved. I'm not going to talk about my salary because that's very personal and uh, that's not the whole point of this podcast, but I want you to see the growth. I want you to see that I started somewhere, like as I said, one euro per hour 2011 and <laughs> yeah, I just basically was a good business person, a good businessman to to grow my own small business, my one person business. And to be there where I am today. And once again, I'm not talking from the, you know, I'm, I am not like a, a, a person who is going to tell you to change the world or to do something. That's your job. I'm, I'm not responsible for that. But I also don't want you to think that I am an arrogant person. I just know what I am worth because I built this whole life by myself, obviously. I am very happy and very grateful for everyone who is on the way, who was on my way, who who is a part of my journey. But it is really my strength to keep going forward. And this is what I want to teach you guys. This is what I want to want you to take away with you that you need to go forward and you need to see yourself as a person who you know like who deserves getting that big salary. Why wouldn't you deserve that? So please guys, if you have ever if you ever have the feeling that you are not earning enough but you are worth more, then fight for that. Because you des- you deserve more money. I always knew, okay, how do I position myself on the language teaching market? Why do I ask for more money than another teacher who's been working for 20 years maybe and I only 9? And then I started to see like, okay, but what is my experience? I moved out of the country when I was 19. I learned the language by myself when I was living in Germany after school. How many jobs did I have? What kind of experiences did I have? What did my students reach while I was teaching them? So comparing and putting putting all these uh, uh, things together is resulting in something. And that result is going to be seen in my salary because I position myself higher than maybe other people because I know what I am worth and I know what my students get if I can teach them. And this is the same, I think, with acting. Uh, this is where I want to be one day, but I'm at the... And this is very interesting. I see myself in teaching and the teaching jobs how should I say it, like on an upper level, because I am very satisfied with what I am doing right now as a teacher. But it's very interesting to see that as a beginner actor, even if I had done things on stage like 20 years ago, I still have the feeling that I'm a beginner actor because I started my acting studies this year, three months ago. So I still consider myself as a beginner actor and if I have acting gigs, I need to say yes to those which I can identify myself with, of course, but I need to say yes to those jobs or gigs which don't pay much and that's completely fine because I'm not doing it for the money. Obviously, after one point, it's going to be like, yeah, it would be nice to, you know, like to earn more money with acting and do that full time. But right now, teaching is still my main income. And that's completely fine. So, I was very uh, good with teaching, but then I 
had this holiday in Malta and I was like, yeah, I need to take a break and I'm not going to work that much. It was two weeks like in Malta, 2018 summer, after I received my teacher degree. What happened? I got to know someone and then I moved because of this relationship to Malta, which was the best best decision, one of the best decisions I ever made. And uh, yeah, I needed to earn money. So I applied to this school. They offered me a job. I think I received, yeah, I I think I earned also like 10 euros or, or 15, no, 10 euros, I think, per 45 minutes. So it was like a a teaching unit and it was, once again, it was not a lot of money, but it was amazing because I could say, oh my God, Martin, you are teaching in an English speaking country, English as a Hungarian person, and you bring students in. And that was amazing again. I started to see myself as a person who is not just a teacher, but also like kind of like an agent for the school. I started to just you know have this i identified myself with the school and the school and the school identified themselves with me or itself with me so they started to tell me like martin uh, we are going to give you more students because we can see that you you deserve it you are you you can handle like 20 30 students in a classroom because sometimes there was you know like lack of teachers um, there were uh, problems and somebody needed to take care of those things and martin was there and yeah i i i tried to help the staff the school staff And they said, like, Martin, we are very happy with what you are doing. We are going to give you more responsibility. So how did I grow? I really put the work in it. I was not just teaching, guys. I prepared my lessons. I always prepared a lesson plan. I knew every day what I wanted to teach, what grammar was on focus, what uh, uh, warm-up exercise I'm going to bring in. I'm not going to talk about my teaching method because that's for another episode, but I want you to see how much I was working before work and after work. Because you need to plan your lesson. You need to plan what, what your aim is for that day, for that unit, for that 45, for those 45 minutes. So if you... I'm sorry, I start to lose my voice because I'm talking that much. I think this is the longest episode and I'm so sorry for that. And I'm still only in Malta and this is 2018. Oh my God. So uh, I think, yeah, I have a lot to say about my uh, work life. But anyway, I'm trying to keep this uh, shorter. But what you need to understand is that once again, it proved this whole thing like you need to put the work in it and they are going to trust you. They are going to give you more responsibilities. But besides acting, uh, besides uh, teaching, I missed acting. And I somehow saw online, like an audition, that they were casting for a theatrical play in Valletta, capital of Malta. And I went to this audition. I learned my lines and I needed to improvise as well, which was very funny because I hadn't done that like um, ever before. And uh, I had this very obscene, uh, uh, you know, with like disgusting words and, and it was very strange for me. So I don't even know how I got that gig, but I became uh, an actor in Valletta for 
four or five months. And I still remember it was uh, February 8th, maybe. I think that was the premiere. February the 8th, uh, 2019. It was my first English-speaking role. And uh, I did that before in Budapest for, like, you know, smaller um, television series, very low cost, very low budget, very... I mean, the category... Yeah, I wouldn't say that they were very high-quality products. We were just, you know... Pro- it was just, you know, like a product. But it was not great acting. Um, am I proud of those jobs? No. Mm, did it bring experience? Yes. Am I going to get recognition for that? Obviously not. But it was a good experience to be in front of the camera. But the big break... Uh, has never come since then. I hope it's going to come. <laughs> but my big break in trusting myself came when I was in, in Malta because I saw that I was working in, a, in an international cast with an international crew and uh, everybody, everybody was so nice to me. And I had the feeling that, yeah, this is where I belong. I don't need to be like... Sorry, guys, I need to drink water because I started to be... I started to be uh, very dry, my mouth. So everybody was from Malta, from Great Britain, from Germany. So it was a very international cast. But it was a very good time to, you know, like to grow as an artist. I learned my lines. I learned how to pronounce uh, words. I learned how to act on an international stage. And I loved it. I just went with the flow. I did my work. I I went to rehearsals every day and we got lots of great feedback. Obviously, again, I was not a great actor back then because I hadn't studied and I know uh, how much I actually uh, could have learned. But since I didn't start my acting studies until this October, how could I have known all those things? So that was only like a good experience. But it didn't pay much again. It paid, not even thousand euros, like between five hundred and thousand, for one month, two months work and six performances. But it's fine because I was very happy. I didn't do it for the money, and that's the other thing. If you are doing jobs only for the money, it's not going to make you happy, unless you're a very money-loving person, which is also fine. Why not? I'm not motivated by, by by money, but I would lie if I say if I said I don't like money. Everybody loves money. We need money to to you know have a life which we are dreaming of. But let's move to Berlin, 2019 March. Yeah, Malta was boring. I needed to change my relationship. Uh, came along. It was amazing. We moved to Berlin together, and then I was working in an office. 9 to 5, 9 to 6, I'm sorry, with one hour of uh, break. Uh, I was working as a sales consultant, sales manager, sales consultant. I don't even know what my title was. I needed to call people. I needed to talk to them on the phone. It was very impersonal, which for me led to uh, almost burnout. So after six months, I was like, no, I can't sit anymore. I started to drink coffee like crazy and I had never drunk Uh, coffee before so everything started to change I didn't even know who I was anymore but it was a great experience because I never earned as much as at that company I mean now I'm earning more but until 2019 and that also was a very big turn for me to say in 2019 that I'm going to quit after six months 
And then 2020, before COVID, I started to work for German language schools in Berlin, which was amazing because I started to gr- started to grow again. Like I started to teach German and English in Hungary, then in Malta, then now in Germany. So it was like a huge growth in my eyes and also like, once again, lots of interviews. Um, yeah, some of them, I, I want to mention guys, some schools didn't even consider to answer me and that's fine. Rejections help. Rejections should feed your hunger and they always fed my hunger and they probably will for the rest of my life and that's good. So I started to uh, have interviews and you know like trial lessons for free once again very often I just put the work for free and then the money is coming after that because I started to work in Berlin two three language schools again appreciation amazing students and uh, by 2020 I already had my YouTube channel for four years And with that YouTube channel, I started to earn money 2017, influencer jobs, you know, that was also very interesting, but I want to talk about influencing and this whole social media presence of mine and these kind of things in a different episode. So let's just put that aside and go forward in chronological order because you're going to uh, fall asleep. (laughs) I am falling asleep, guys. No, kidding. But my mouth is really getting dry. So... English and German teaching. I started doing it 2014 and I'm 31 now and I'm still doing that. So 2020, Berlin, COVID, March, everything went online and the borders just opened. And I know this sounds crazy because the, everything was locked. We were locked down, the, but the borders online opened. What do I mean by this? There were no you know, like there were no borders anymore online because if you wanted to teach, if you wanted to learn a language, and I'm going to be very specific. I have students from Zurich, from Switzerland, like expats, lots of them from Spain. One of them is from Russia, amazing people again. I am still teaching them, very happy with them. We became friends since then, but our relationship began in 2020. How did I start working with these people? They wanted to learn in a German school because it was obviously cheaper for them than to pay for, uh, to pay a Swiss school or a Switzerland-based school online. So it was COVID. Like, wasn't it like uh, it, it didn't matter where you were because you were working online. So I met these amazing people. And uh, I want you to get the full story. It was very interesting because they wrote me on Instagram. I was teaching at this language school back that back uh, at that time back then, and they started to write me, "Hey Martin, uh, we would like to have you as our private teacher." And I was like, "Guys, I don't want to do that because it would be unfair to the school and also illegal." Uh, but contact me later when you are finished with the school and I'm not teaching there anymore. And they contacted me. And I, I was not teaching at any language schools anymore because I was 
a freelancer. I was a freelance teacher, and I was having enough students to not be able, to not need to to not have the need to work for a language school. And these amazing people trusted me enough, and they did this mouth propaganda, and they talked about me to their friends, and then people came, and I was able to hire my hourly rate, and then I was like, yeah, this is the kind of money I want to earn per hour. It can always be more, but don't don't be greedy, guys. Like I know what I am worth, and I know that right now what I'm asking for is the price I should ask for. I don't say that this is where I'm going to stop because then I'm not going to grow. Uh, but right now I'm satisfied with what I'm having. But I set my price, guys, and the students of mine say, "Yeah, Martin, we would like to pay this because we can see how much work you put into these lessons. We know how enthusiastic you are and how dedicated you are to us. We have a goal, and you help us to reach those goals." So I'm very grateful for everything COVID gave me. I know that this sounds horrible, but I tried to do the best with that horrible situation when everything was locked down. So guys, I think that's enough for today. Uh, but I want to tell you, like, I want to uh, answer still some of these questions I wrote for myself. So even if I worked for more than 20 companies and I had more than 20 workplaces, it doesn't mean that I don't love. I don't like or I don't love what I am doing. I always changed because I needed a change and I knew that I wanted to grow. Is it risky? Yes. Is it risky for my mental health and for my stability? Absolutely. But it was needed to be able to grow why and how I started appreciating money. I think this whole thing can be connected with like how I grew, how I grew up because uh, growing up poor taught me to earn the smallest amount of money too. So I started with one euro per hour and I will never say that, oh yeah, it's, it's, it, it was a like a, you know, because money is money and you shouldn't be greedy. You shouldn't say like, oh, it's, it's one euro. No. One euro for someone is the beginning. One euro for someone is a lot. So don't underappreciate or, or don't underestimate money or people just because they start somewhere. We are having a path. And thank God, I mean, I am not in the beginning of this path anymore. I'm, I'm 31, of course I am not. Do I save money? I wrote this question in my script for myself and how. It's a very interesting uh, thing I will talk about because it's important. It's a taboo. People don't like talking about saving money. But I have a saving account and it's very important. Without my saving account, I basically would risk everything because I don't have a fixed job. Like my students trust me enough to, and I trust my students enough to, to think that, yeah, they are going to buy lessons from me, but I have this risk that they are going to go away one day because they don't need me anymore, and that's completely fine. Because if they don't need me anymore, that means that our job is done and they can move to the next level and I can move to the next person who I can help to become a fluent English speaker or a fluent language speaker, uh, a German speaker. But it's very important. But I'm going to talk about language teaching in another episode. I needed to make this decision that I am taking risks in order to be able to say yes to acting gigs. Like I had this acting job in September in Berlin 
And that was my first lead role in a commercial. How did I get the job? Through the connections I made while I was working as a teacher, while I was working uh, and doing freelancing. So I think if you really are open to the word, and if you are, once again, this is my personality, I'm, to work as a freelancer is my normal, but it comes with a huge stress. It comes with stress and huge responsibility because what do I do? I pay my bill first, I send my invoices to my people, to my students, to the companies which hired me to work for them. And I am always making sure that I have money on my saving account. Because what if another uh, huge pandemic is coming and maybe people don't have enough money to pay me anymore? Then I need to have this saving account and start to be clever. I also uh, uh, forgot to mention my book, which was a huge investment, but I, I'm going to talk about my book in a different episode. But also that book, until now, it didn't bring, like I'm, I, am, I didn't make any profit. I'm still in minus, but that was an investment for my future. So this is what I want to tell you guys. Like I, I start to do side things to be able to, you know, like bring money in later. But my main goal is not bringing money in. My main goal, my main goal is to be able to feed my creative hunger. And I know it sounds corny, but this is the truth, guys. So I need to be a businessman at the same time while I am an artist or a teacher. So, long story short, Jesus Christ, I am so sorry that I robbed your time, but I hope you learn, guys, because these are my honest words, like all, all the jobs I have done before and so far, they all have taught me something, like I wouldn't be here today, and I know it sounds like a cliche, but believe me, guys, I was hardworking, and I really don't regret any of those jobs. Because I am here now and stronger than ever. And I think that's that's the perfect way to close this episode. But please, guys, share your thoughts with me on Instagram or like here. Because you can comment on Spotify now. Or Apple Music or Amazon. So I would be very happy to, uh, or iHeart. I would be very happy to hear about your stories. And I hope that this helped, guys. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I work a lot. I love working. And it's obviously more than 60-70% of my life. I mean, with acting and, you know, like um, any side gigs I'm doing. I'm also doing some social media on the side. I'm working for one company and, you know, like... uh, Sometimes I, I receive emails from different companies. But that's, again, that's another episode because that's already the influencer social media... Uh, personality of mine and I don't want to talk about it now because it's a very long episode I'm super surprised that it's it's this long now but guys I love you I'm very happy that you were here please take care of yourself and see you next week thank you for being here guys